Hi, I'm Matt Balsman, Regional Editor for Hagadone Media Montana. First off, a huge thank you for tuning into our podcast over the past year. Your support means the world to us, and it's inspired us to dive deeper into the world of podcasts. We've got some exciting updates to share with you. You might notice a fresh look and feel to our podcast lineup. We've revamped things a bit, breaking our shows into four distinct podcasts to make your listening experience even better. First up, Interlake News Now is simply News Now. Here you'll get Taylor's headlines, Melissa's local events, and all the timely news updates you need. Sports Now is now Keeping Score, where you can stay up to speed on local prep sports. Then there's Deep Dive. This podcast is all about exploring the stories of local people, businesses, and ideas. And if you missed last summer's Maritime Mystery Series, don't worry. It's now the first season of Deep Dive. And of course, our monthly concert series, Press Play, now has its own podcast. Get ready for exclusive interviews with local musicians and all things Press Play. You can find links to all these new podcasts listed in the description of this episode. Or simply search for Daily Interlake wherever you listen to podcasts. Once again, thank you for your incredible support. If you enjoy what you hear, be sure to like, subscribe, and leave us a review. All right, back at it again for another little FCS playoff preview. We got the Bobcats moving on to the FCS semifinals, taking on the South Dakota State Jackrabbits. They just steamrolled William and Mary, but now the competition jumps up quite a bit. Let's just dive right into it, Fritz. I kind of wanted to ask you, what can you tell the audience about the Jackrabbits, the South Dakota State team? Because, like I said, they're the real deal, and it's going to be a tough fight for the Bobcats. Yeah, they're, they're a program that is, uh, as I found out, Yesterday or the day before, they've beaten NDSU five times in the last name meetings. Wow. And uh, that doesn't happen. So they're really they're really good. Uh, John Stiglmeyer's been there forever. He was uh, spent a few dark days in Missoula. Um, he was on the bad end of a 48-straight-point comeback. By Ooh. Oh, yeah, the historic one. Yeah, Remember yeah. that came up during the first-round playoff game that the Grizz won. Yeah. Um, reminds me a little bit of what uh, Andy Talley had going at Villanova. They – They've been good for a long time, and that that 09 season was Tally's 25th, and Villanova beat the Grizz to win the national titles. First one for Tally and for Villanova. And it seems like SDSU is on a similar arc. You know, they've been uh, they've been good, but not great. And uh, now now they're great. And you know, last year uh, they they lost the Bobcats in Bozeman uh, in, in the semifinals. This is the Bobcats' third straight trip to mm-hmm. the semis, by the way, and. Uh, you know, that was a team that lost three conference games. Um, but that side of the bracket was a little bit easier, you know. Mm-hmm. I think, I think uh, Montana would have loved to have been on that side of the bracket. But MSU got it and did the, did the work. And now they're – this year, now they're on the tough side. Like, the Cats are on the tough side. And I did – I expect them to beat William & Mary by two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. They won by six. So it's going to be a great game. I think uh, SDSU is uh, – is, is a favorite. Um, at one point, I think they were six and a half point favorites. And uh, by the time I made it to the uh, to the, the betting machine, it was down to two and a half. <laughs> yeah, but um, they're the real deal. They're really good on defense. They have a sophomore quarterback who's actually quarterbacked them to that spring season championship game, which they lost barely to San Houston State um, last year's semis. This year's semis again. They're they're a really good team. Yeah, it's similar to the Bobcats. It just sounds like you have the structure there, and of course with 
South Dakota State. It's been going for a long time with that head coach. So it's, they've been building up the foundations there. It's going to be one of those games I feel like it's going to come down to who makes a few mistakes. It's really going to be a battle of it's not. I feel like that William & Mary game we were going in kind of like there's a lot of question marks. Like you said, two touchdowns. We're thinking the Bobcats going to win this one. Going to be a battle of two really good teams. I did see as well about six and a half point favorites at one point South Dakota State. And yeah, it's been moving. The Bobcats, I'm I'm kind of in the middle where before I thought South Dakota State was going to win. Now I'm kind of the Bobcats. I don't know if it's my little Montana bias here, but I'm kind of leaning that way a little. But I will say what I wanted to ask you about the Bobcats and their chances to win. They've been dominating teams with the run. That's been their thing. It's been awesome to watch. One of the most electric run games in the country, no doubt. That being said, if South Dakota State can slow that run game down just a little bit, do you think that the Bobcats can do enough throwing the football to win? Because that could be what it comes down to late. You know, one possession or two, you kind of might have to make those throws to win a game, and they haven't had to do that in a while, so it's a tough test. Yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll still run their uh, their share of fade routes with uh, Tommy Malott slinging it. And they have some good receivers, but um, I, I didn't check the weather report today, but the last time I checked it was going to be 9 degrees yep. at game time. On Saturday in Brookings, South Dakota, so that would suggest you should run the football. Old school, run the football, football run type the football. of game, and, no doubt. Yeah, uh, somebody at uh, four hundred six Montana Sports had this great line that Holy Cross may have uh, may have uh, uncovered the exhaust report on the Death Star for SDSU because um, Holy Cross had a really good running quarterback who ran for two hundred yards last week and you know took SDSU uh, fourth quarter to to get some separation. Scored three fourth quarter touchdowns, a one by three touchdowns. So it was 21 21 at one point. And Sluka was kind of running wild. And uh, now comes a quarterback that I feel is, is more talented than Sluka and, and Tommy Milan, and, and maybe Sean Chambers is as well. Uh, they're a great one two punch. And then if SDSU, now that they've had practice, does figure out to, a way to stop that plus one run game with a quarterback who's running all the time. They got Isaiah Fonsi back, mm-hmm. back in the fold for the Cats. So, uh, my gut feeling, it's going to be the Cats. Yeah. No, I, I'm kind of leaning that way, too. And I, it's honestly what you just said, where it's Tommy Malata alone's a handful to deal with, but you start listing them off. It's like they have the extra piece in Chambers there where Holy Cross didn't have that. And then you add it in Fonse, and it's like this Bobcats team stacked offensively. They have the system. The weather thing is going to be interesting. Of course, the Bobcats are used to playing in tough weather. I will say they haven't had a road game in over a month. That's always something to consider. But well-coached team, top to bottom, I think that they'll still play well. But, I mean, yeah, you got the two quarterbacks, got the dominant run game, and then SDSU has had a dominant defense up until that Holy Cross game. So maybe they cracked the code a little bit, and now the Bobcats can run with it. Sometimes this time of year that does happen. You find a little... What I was gonna say dent in the fo- uh, dent in the armor. I couldn't think of the right term, but anyways, um, that's the right term. Yeah. Okay. There we go. There we go. Um, you know, if there's any other Bobcat stuff you wanted to get to, definitely open to that. If not, I did want to ask you a little bit about the other FCS playoff matchup. Well, the one thing oh, I'd sorry. like to mention about the Cats is that you know their O line, and I think I mentioned this before, they just don't seem to miss guys. Mm-hmm. They just seem to get on their blocks and stay on them. Uh, it's a team that runs a lot of zone plays, which are difficult. For offensive linemen, you have to be quick. Mm-hmm. You have to work as one unit, pick up the right guys for your blocks. And uh, it just seems like they, uh, they've gotten so much better this year. I didn't, I didn't picture the Bobcats being better this year. They put four guys in the NFL. They appear to be a better team this year. And uh, the O-line's a big part of that. So, yeah, SDSU's going to have its hands full. 
Uh, the other thing I want to mention was you wonder if the Bobcats can't go tempo like Holy Cross did because one of the things that is one of the strengths of SDSU is they play uh, two guys at almost every position on the front seven. So, Interesting. You know, among the front seven, yeah, there's there's great guys like uh, Winkleman at D end and Sanders at deep tackle. But if if you do like Holy Cross did and run tempo and keep them from substituting out, maybe that's a you know maybe that's a key. Yeah, know that. But it wasn't last week. You know, SU last year I think is SU's been really good in the fourth quarter. They're good in every quarter, but they won a lot of games in the fourth quarter this year. You know, it's interesting. I'm, I'm glad you shout out that Bobcats O-line because, I mean, yeah, they've been an absolute force all season long. It's been like poetry in motion I mentioned earlier this year on the show. And secondly, I actually was going to ask you, what do you think about this year's Bobcats team compared to last year's team where they did have that NFL talent? Troy Anderson was a, you know, pretty high-round pick, big-time name. But it almost seems like this year's team, they just have that more complete team. It might, the offensive line could be a big part of it. It just seems like a more complete unit. So pretty much answered my question there. But <laughs> I, I, w- I was interested in that because it seems like last year's team, the raw talent might have jumped out at you a little more NFL-type talent. This year, they're just playing as a collective unit, like an absolute machine. Um, as far as that other game, I did want to ask you, Incarnate Ward coming off, I don't know if you watched it, but one of the craziest games I've seen, they won 66-63. to versus Sacramento State, just an absolute wild game. How do you think that they fare up against North Dakota State now, one of the best teams, of course, in the FCS for a long time, coming in with maybe tired legs on the road? Do you think that they have a shot of making that a ball game? I think they have a shot. Uh, That quarterback's special. Mm -hmm. Um, That offense is special. Um, That game was nuts. I watched watched the Bobcat game live, and then I switched over, and there's still a lot of that game left because they scored a ton of points and running plays and um, still can't believe that Sac State left two timeouts in their pocket mm-hmm. in, the, in the final 20, sorry, 25 seconds and two timeouts. That's enough to get you a game-time field goal in fourth overtime. And uh, I don't know. They fumbled. Yeah, and then their coach got a deal with Stanford, so it all worked out. Yeah. No, it's funny how that goes. Right. No, that's crazy. No, it is, that is crazy. No, I thought the same thing. So Incarnate Ward did kind of – Pull out. I mean, that was an absolute shootout, crazy game. So maybe they keep it close. I just wanted to ask you that. They have that quarterback. He's been, uh, is it Lindsey Scott, I believe his name? Yeah, he's yeah. been absolutely one of the best players in the FCS this year. So having that kind of a talent, maybe he can overcome that kind of overall North Dakota State defense and kind of make it a football game. And I guess jumping ahead, do you have a kind of a, if you had to, if you were the Bobcats, is there a team you'd rather play? It's Incarnate Ward, I'd assume. You don't want to match up with the Bison. Is that what? I, <laughs> that's the, well. I think it's six of one and half of the other. The other, you know, yeah. India Shoes got the great pedigree. Uh, Incarnate Ward. I don't know how far San Antonio is from Dallas, but oh yeah, that's interesting. You know, Frisco's a suburb of Dallas, so they probably get a pretty good home crowd. They probably travel just as well as NDSU does. Um, if, uh, if, in fact, they made the title game in January. Yeah, that's a big if. I just wanted to throw it out there. But, yeah, no, and if there's anything else you want to get to, Fritz, if not, uh, great stuff as always. Yeah, you bet, Josh. I'm just looking forward to Friday night and Saturday. Watch no, me football. too. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then we got a couple weeks to kill on the horizon, so hopefully we're talking some more Montana State football at that time. But, all right, thank you, Fritz. Good stuff. Thanks, Josh. All right. Thanks again to Fritz for taking the time to join us. Epic stuff as always as we prepare for this FCS semifinal matchup. It's wild to think it's already that time of the football season. Let's jump into some audio from Coach Brett Vegan of the Bobcats to get us prepared for this one. 
Always good stuff from Coach Vegan. Always looking forward to what he has to say. This one is kind of a, just a little jump into this uh, game as, as a whole. Well, obviously, it's great to be uh, still doing these press conferences on Mondays with games in front of us. Uh, like I said on Friday night, couldn't be more proud of uh, our group of guys, you know, coming out and just uh, um, attacking uh, an opponent like we did. I, I think, you know, offense, I, I know it took us a couple series, but, you know, defensively, we got after them from the get-go. Special teams had a huge uh, factor in that game, and we didn't we didn't relent. And, and you know that was uh, the type of game we needed to play, and we we played it. And you know now we have a you know obviously a real tall task in front of us. You know going to, to Brookings, South Dakota to play the top seed in South Dakota State, who obviously we played last year and have a great deal of respect for. Um, I think both teams are very similar to last year. Um, not a lot of uh, differences in how we probably want to do things. So you know it'll be a great matchup, and that's that's the way. They, they should be this time of year when you're down to four teams. Um. Let's get to th- some audio from Coach Vegan about playing on the road. Like I mentioned previously with Fritz, it's been over a month since the Bobcats have had a road game. Coach Vegan does not seem to be too worried about that. Let's get to that audio, and then we'll talk a little more about that familiarity between opponents that Coach Vegan mentioned. Yeah, I think, I think, it, I think we would gain more confidence in how we've played probably even since then. You know, as we've gotten to the playoffs and stuff. So, no, I think we got to, you know, the, as you go through a, the course of the season and you've now you've been on the road, this will be our sixth time. I think, you know, as a, as a team, you become more adept and more mature as the season goes along. Typically, those early road games um, with a team that's got a mix of old and young is more challenging, you know, and we're at the, we're obviously at the tail end here. So, you know, I'm, I'm confident that going on the road will not be a, you know, a thorn in our side. That leadership starts at the top, and I mentioned it earlier in the show. wasn't too worried about this team going on the road. Coach Vegan, level-headed, just keeps that even keel mentality, and he does not seem to be overwhelmed at the idea of going to a tough environment where weather will be a factor. Let's get back to the familiarity between these teams coming off a matchup last year in the postseason as well. Well, you mean just playing them? Yeah, I, I think it's it, it certainly uh, the familiarity, I think, can help both teams. Um, you know, anytime you have a game to uh, call upon where you've played a, played a, uh, the same opponent, I, you know, whether it's within a season or one year to the next, I think you, that's a, definitely a place you start. Um, you know, what, what we did well, what they did well, uh, you, you try to play, you know, even the – the chess game within that so I think it gives our guys a sense for who they are too I you know that was a 14 point margin that was a really close game you know we ended up scoring twice in that second half um, but you know the margin of victory I don't think was a 14 points it just that's the way the score ended up it was a really tight game uh, as far as the physicality um, and all those things so no I think it, it you know it doesn't give either one of us an advantage but I think it helps both teams prepare it's definitely gonna be a chess match of the final four teams left in this postseason, it seems like they all know what they do very well. The Bobcats, they run the football. Incarnate Ward, they throw the heck out of the football. The Bison and South Dakota State, both those two teams, they run the football really well. They lock down on defense. At this point in the season, the familiarity helps, but definitely going to be a a strength versus strength kind of a battle for this matchup with the Bobcats. 
Let's get into that a little bit more. That what makes that South Dakota State run defense so good. I just think at this point in the year, the familiarity helps. But more so than that, these kind of teams, they are going to come prepared no matter what. They're going to come play in their ball game, ball game no matter who lays in front of them, the opponent is. And I think these teams are going to be extremely prepared. Two great coach teams. It's going to be a lot of fun. Let's get to some more thoughts from Coach Vegan and his uh, kind of where he's at with the South Dakota State defense and what makes them one of the best in the country. Well, I think, first of all, they're very principled. Um, they have a good scheme. Uh, their guys play within that scheme really well. You don't see um, a lot of plays. You're like, well, they got two guys in this gap, or they you know, they busted this or busted that. Um, so then beyond that, they have good players, and they play really hard. I think up front they get off blocks really well. Uh, you know, they play a lot of guys uh, in their front, which keeps those guys fresh. Um, but I think they just uh, they're they're relentless, and you know, um, at the same time, they don't they don't give up a lot of big passes because they're over aggressive either. You know, they they have a good sound scheme. It's it's very similar to ours, um, but they uh, you know this year have played extremely well. No different than how they had played coming in that game last year. I think uh, their, their numbers probably are a little bit better, but I think it's a very similar look to what we felt you know coming in the game last year. Coach Vegan mentioned the Jackrabbits' ability to get off the off the blocks. That's going to be something to watch because, like I talked about with Fritz just a little bit ago, the Bobcats' rushing attack is so potent because that blocking scheme just seems to always be in the right place, pick up the right guy, poetry in motion, like I've said time and time again. And the other thing to mention from what Coach Vegan said, and Fritz did mention this earlier, the Jackrabbits go deep up front. They have 12 to 14 guys they play, it sounds like, at that point. One of the things the Bobcats have done really well is they wear teams down with that rushing attack. Tommy Malott, it seems like by the third and fourth quarter, has teams gas chasing them down the field. So we'll see if that depth plays a factor for the Jackrabbits, allows them to kind of keep in the ball game later and not gas out like we have seen opponents do versus the Bobcats down the stretch. Let's talk a little bit or get a little bit more from Coach Vegan as far as some key players from that defense who stand out. Yeah, I think. Oh, I think up front, um, Winkleman and Sanders are the, probably the guys. But then you keep, you know, I keep looking up numbers because they do play a lot of guys. So there's, you know, it's not like there's this drop off. I, I think some teams we faced had a really good first kind of wave they would throw at you. Then the as they substituted, it was quite a bit different. I don't see that with these guys. Um, their linebackers are, are are good players. Their safeties are aggressive. They they really tackle well. So it's. Uh, you know, uh, a team that stops to run, it's about the front seven, and that's, you know, where it starts. And that's, you know, that's them playing probably uh, 12, 13, 14 guys at those seven positions. So, um, now they have good players that, uh, they, to me, they seem extremely disciplined, and then they play super hard. Um, you know, so our effort level, our physicality has to be um, as good as it's been. Again, Coach Vegan emph- emphasizes that depth. Another thing that stands out from that quote there is they tackle really well. I know that seems simple. Oh, of course they tackle really well. They're a top FCS team. One of the things the Bobcats really do well from what I've seen is get those extra yardage after contact. When you think one of their guys is about to go down, they shimmy out of a tackle, pick up another seven yards, or bust it for a big one on special teams. So that is something that just little simple fundamental. I mentioned that before with two well-coached teams like the Bobcats. 
and the Jackrabbits, I mentioned this on our other version of the Interleague Sports Now when I talked about this game a little, it might come down to who just makes less mistakes because it's going to be such well-played fundamental football. Both teams take care of the ball, play good defense, run the heck out of the ball. Let's get to one more quote from Coach Vegan about that Jackrabbits offense and what makes them so tough. Well, I think you look at the big difference from last year is the change at quarterback. Um, Oladokun is gone, and, and Kronowski's back. Um, and he's obviously a quarterback that, as a young guy, led his team to the national championship. So that's they're, 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 they're similar enough where their offense hasn't changed because of him. Um, you know, Isaiah Davis is a, a really good back, you know, and I, I think this time of year they really want to lean on, on him probably more than anybody. Um, I think, you know, tight end-wise, both Kraft and Hines are really good players. Uh, you know, I think they're both NFL types. They're, uh, you know, blocking-wise, they can be dominant, and then they can be weapons in the pass game. Um, you know, on the perimeter, the Anki twins are very impressive as well. So it's a lot of the same faces with the exception of, you know, the quarterback changed and they don't appear strong, and, and they're really good up front. So, I mean, it, it, rewinding all of that, it probably starts with how good they are uh, up front so you know really uh they're a methodical offense but they have the capability of of making big plays and you know it's apparent that they play off each other offense defense and um you know they're they don't put their defense in bad situations and vice versa that's that's kind of been their way of overcoming some you know some challenges that they've, they've had during the regular season to go undefeated through the Missouri Valley was you know, just hanging in there in a couple of games they got behind and um, believing that they would ultimately it would all work out because they had they had several games where they were challenged in conference and um, it's a credit to you know their makeup as a team to be able to find a way to win those games. Coach Vegan mentioned that that Jackrabbits team they do a great job of playing as a collective offensive and defensive unit, and I think similar to the Bobcats, that is going to what makes this game so special. You have Two teams that are very complete on both sides of the ball. They don't make mistakes, and they don't put their, like, just like Coach Vegan said, the offenses don't put the defense in a bad position and vice versa. And it's, again, so simple, but it makes such a difference in a high-leverage game where it could come down to one or two plays for a trip to the national championship. I'm really excited for this one. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I feel like the winner of this game is going to have all the momentum on their side to be the favorite heading into the big game. The only thing I'll say, sometimes we've seen, whether it's college football, pro football, whatever, when you have such a hefty battle to get to the big game, so the semifinal matchup is almost like a championship game in itself. In my opinion, the Bobcats and the Jackrabbits, from watching this FCS playoffs, I think they're the two most complete teams in the country. So it's tough to see them go head-to-head right now, and one of them is going to get sent home and not make that championship game. I say that because it'll be interesting to see does the winner of this game come in with all that momentum into that championship game? Or do the Bison or Incarnate Ward Cardinals kind of come in and catch a team coming off, you know, a really hard-fought battle and catch them at the right time? That being said, there is a few weeks to prepare after this. They get some bye week. There's some downtime for the holiday. It's going to be fun. I'll leave it at that. I can't wait for the action this weekend. It's going to be awesome. We mentioned earlier the Bobcats are heading in. Around six-point underdogs, according to some sports books. Sportsbook Montana has the game closer to Montana State as a two-point dog. So they have some faith in the Bobcats there. And honestly, it's hard not to after watching this team. It's going to be awesome. I'm leaning towards the Bobcats. Overall, what I expect is some 
great football to be played on Saturday and over this weekend. It's going to be great. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks again to Fritz for the time. Shout out Nomad GCS as always for the support and Hagado Media Group Montana. All right. Thanks, everyone. Next This time next week, are we going to be talking about a Bobcats trip to the FCS championship game? Who knows? We're about to find out. Exciting stuff. Thanks again.